Hi there! Thank you for dropping by to my podcast. My name is Leia and welcome to Lay It On Me with Leia. I don't have any sound effects yet. <laughs> I don't have my tools yet. This is my first episode, by the way. So welcome. Welcome to the first topic. It's the Merry Test. <laughs> well, we will be talking about why there are people who are still single and that is very personal to me i can totally relate to that and we will be talking about a lot of stuff today actually i believe some people are single because they choose to be they're simply you know not interested in being in a serious relationship at this time in their lives others are single due to the circumstances of their lives they may have just gotten out of a meaningful relationship or have dated relentlessly mga serial daters ay nako ganyan ako before and just haven't found someone with whom they are truly compatible the point of this podcast is not to stereotype all single women or men or to put anyone in a box however for people particularly those over 30 <laughs> over 30 <laughs> are looking for answers to the puzzling question why am i still single i'm gonna be sharing unconventional answers that lie within this could be an answer from myself or from other people's experiences there's more we're gonna talk about marriage how it started is it necessary to get married how to pray also for the love of your life when it comes to dating and relationships it's hard not to feel that you are a victim after all others can be really cruel really bad you will get hurt and no it isn't always your fault but the reality is that we hold more power over our romantic destiny than we often think and also of course we have to pray for it to a great degree we create the world we live in although we are rarely conscious of that self bubble or that process we can in fact make a choice whether to see our fate through a victimized lens or choose to be goal-directed and take power over our lives we benefit from focusing on what we can control and not what we cannot we can become aware of the myriad of ways we influence the reactions we get from others, even the negative reactions. So, the question for the single person looking for love is, what are the internal troubles I need to face? Number one, defenses. Most people have been hurt in interpersonal relationships. With time and painful experiences, we all risk building up varying degrees of bitterness and becoming defendant. This process begins long before we start dating. In our childhoods, mga bata pa tayo, tayong masugatan. Wow. When hurtful interactions and dynamics, you know, lead us to put up walls or perceive the world through a filter that can negatively impact us as adults. These adaptations can cause us to become increasingly self-protective and closed off. In our adult relationships, we may resist being too vulnerable 
or write people off too easily. If, for example, you were raised by parents or siguro mga yaya who were, wow, may yaya, who were negligent or cold, you may grow up feeling distrusting of affection. You may feel suspicious of people who show too much interest in you and instead, you seek out relationships that recreate dynamics from your past. You may then choose a partner who is aloof or distant. It is not always easy to see when we have our defenses up. As a result, we tend to blame our singleness on external forces and fail to recognize that we are not as open as we think. Number two, unhealthy attractions. When we act on our defenses, we tend to choose less than ideal relationship partners. We may establish an unsatisfying relationship by selecting a person who is not emotionally available. A guy. Because this process is largely unconscious, we often blame our emotion, our emotional aspect, maybe, you know, our partner, the emotional part of it, you know, we often blame our partner for the relationship's failed outcome. We tend to feel devastated or hurt. Medyo affected ako sa part na to. <laughs> we tend to feel devastated. Mm, that's so true. By the repeated rejections without recognizing that we are actually seeking out this pattern. Bakit natin ginagawa yun? The reasons are complex, you know, very difficult, and often based on our own embedded fears of intimacy. Many people have an unconscious motivation to seek out relationships that reinforce critical thoughts they have long had toward themselves and replay negative aspects of their childhoods. These may be unpleasant, but breaking with old patterns can cause us a great deal of anxiety and discomfort and make us feel strangely alien and alone in a more loving environment. Sometimes we take it for granted, you know, pag meron ng paparamdam sa atin, pero takot tayo eh. Our fears of parting with the image we developed of ourselves early on and starting to see ourselves in a more positive light paradoxically make us feel uneasy and may trigger self-attacking thoughts like bakit sino ka ba hindi ka naman parang ano hindi ka naman worth it you're not that great these fears may cause us to hold on to relationships without potential or to feel attracted to people who are not really available because they reinforce our negative image of ourselves, which feels more comfortable and familiar. Albeit painful. Nakakasad. Fear of intimacy. Yun na nga, number three. Mention na natin kanina. As what I have read from an article, you don't want what you say you want. Ang sabi doon, most of us profess that we want to find a loving partner, but the experience of real love disrupts 
fantasies of love that have served as a survival mechanism since early childhood, pushing away and punishing the beloved acts to preserve one's negative self-image and reduces anxiety. So, ang totoo, our fears surrounding intimacy may manifest as concerns over someone liking us too much and understandably irrational reason not to date a person. Or we may punish the other person by being critical. Even engaging in nasty behavior, essentially making sure we don't get the loving response we say we want. The reality is that most people can only tolerate a certain amount of closeness. I know it's weird, but that's true. We are defended about letting someone else in. In effect, on a deeper level, we don't necessarily want the love we say we want. Nagsisettled ayo, right? Number four, pickiness. Ay, pagiging choosy. Our own defenses often leave us feeling pickier and more judgmental. This is particularly true after we've had bad experiences where we were deceived or rejected by a person for whom we had strong feelings. Many women start to have thoughts like, wala namang matinong lalaki dyan eh. Or, lahat naman ng matitino, taken na. Men may have thoughts like, you cannot trust women. Or, mga babae, ay nako, take advantage lang yun sila sa atin. We may have unrealistic expectations for a partner or pinpoint weaknesses from the moment we meet someone. When viewing the world from critical or distrusting eyes, we tend to write off a range of potential partners before even giving them a chance. We think of dating certain people as settling without ever seeing how that person could make us happy in the long term. One of my friends shared her story. Sabi niya, she felt close off to a man who pursued her for more than a year. Although she saw him as kind, funny, and smart, she convinced herself that he was too into her. Parang sobrang in love sa akin, sabi niya. She said he was too needy and was sure he would wind up getting hurt by her. She often stated that she just wasn't attracted to him. The men she was drawn to instead tended to be unreliable and emotionally distant. Yun yung mas gusto niya. Sinasaktan siya. At her friend, <laughs> well, as, as her friend, you know, as with my insistence, uh, she finally agreed to, to go on a date with a man who'd been pursuing her. What she found, to her surprise, was a high-level relationship choice. A partner with whom she shared a great deal of mutual interest and ultimately genuine love. What hers and so many similar stories show us that when we think we are settling for someone, we may not be settling at all. We may actually find ourselves in a relationship that is so much more rewarding than those we have experienced. Ironically, initially we tend not to trust the people who really like us. But when we give them a chance, we find that we have chosen someone who values us for who we really are. Someone who can really make us happy. Number five, low self-esteem. 
at na experience ko to before. So many people I've spoken to, and yeah, speaking from experience, also, we believe we want a fulfilling relationship more than anything, but we believe even more firmly that no one worthwhile would be interested in us. We all possess the critical inner voices that tell us we are too fat, too ugly, too old, or too weird, or too different. When we listen to these voices, we engage in behaviors that push people away. When we remain single, it is not for the reasons that we are telling ourselves. Our lack of confidence leaves us giving off signals of not being open, creating a catch-22 in the realm of dating. Many people even have trouble leaving the house when they're really down on themselves, let alone pursuing situations where they're likely to meet potential partners. Some struggle to make eye contact or are reluctant to scan the room for who they might be attracted to. When they are drawn to someone, they may fail to pursue their strongest attractions for lack of self-esteem. Number six, fear of competition. My, my experience with this. <laughs> A lack of self-esteem because yung self-esteem eh, often leads to fears of competing. It's easy to put ourselves down in relation to others, especially when it comes to dating. When we meet someone we like, it's all too easy to think he or she could do better. When we see that someone else is interested in the person we like, we may be quick to back away. We may feel unwilling to compete, particularly as we get older and we start to have self-attacks like your time has passed. Sobrang tanda mo na. <laughs> You're too old for this. <laughs> Our fears of competition can lead us to avoid putting ourselves out there. We may be afraid of looking like a fool or of not being chosen. We may even have fears about winning the competition, thinking we will hurt the other person's feelings, or that our success will result in aggression from the loser. The simple truth is, Dating is competitive. It is scary to take a chance and go for what we want and compete. But when we do, we most often find it is well worth it to face our fears. We end up with a stronger sense of self and we increase our chances of creating a relationship with the partner we really desire. Number seven, isolation and routine. With age, People tend to retreat further and further into their comfort zones. Modern women are more and more successful, accomplished, and self-sufficient, which are all extremely positive developments. Yet, as both men and women get more comfortable, be it financially or practically, it is also easier for them to form a bubble, a self-bubble, from which it is difficult to emerge. It can feel harder to take risks or put themselves out there. After a long day's work, many of us may feel more like putting on pajamas and crawling into bed than going out into the uncertain and anxiety-provoking world of meeting people. The encouragement we feel to stay home or stay safe often comes from our critical inner voice. This inner coach offers self-soothing words. Tulad ng, ah, 
Magstay ka na lang ngayong gabi. Just stay in tonight and relax. You're fine on your own. Have a glass of wine. Social <laughs> wine. Watch that show you like. Yung series na inaabangan mo, panoorin mo lang ngayon. Anong lumabas? <laughs> the problem with this voice is that it later turns on on you with thoughts like, What a loser you are. Home alone again. <laughs> You'll be lonely the rest of your life. You're not getting any younger. No one will be attracted to you. Many of the activities we use to comfort ourselves actually make us feel bad in the end as they result in us avoiding pursuing what we really want in life. It's important to resist falling into a comfort zone and to repeatedly challenge the influence of our critical inner voice. And we should take action and make an effort to get out into the world. Smile, make eye contact, and let friends know we are looking for someone. <laughs> we should try. I, I believe we should also try you know, new activities and even try uh, dating diverse people. But of course, we have to also start praying for our dating life you know, as a means to discover new parts of ourselves and what makes us happy. And finally, number eight, rule making. Oh, my rules then, siyempre. As years pass, we often develop nothing rules no regarding dating in effect we put what we have learned down on paper but what looks good on paper doesn't always work in real life <laughs> when we act on rules based on our past we can create a perpetual cycle of disappointing relationships a woman I know once dated someone with whom she had amazing chemistry I actually treat her as one of my mentors. But it didn't work out. She decided to stop looking for a guy she felt a strong connection with or attracted to. Instead, she made reasonable choices. And as a result, she found far less satisfying relationships. It is important not to make fixed rules or to buy into other people's rules when it comes to dating. Staying open is one of the most important things we can do. When looking for a loving partner, yes, we might get hurt, but when we stop taking risks, we reduce our chances of meeting someone we could really have a future with. Relationship rules tend to go hand-in-hand with game playing. They can lead us to act with less sincerity and authenticity, to close ourselves off from how we feel. On the other hand, staying open and honest will lead us to find a much more authentic and substantial relationship. My dear friends, seeking love is not an easy quest, but it's always best to take this journey on our own side. It's important to fight the patterns inside us that hold us back from getting what we want. We can't shield ourselves, we cannot protect ourselves from the world or keep ourselves from getting hurt. We all carry flaws and these vulnerabilities are especially apparent when getting close to one another. Thus, achieving intimacy is a brave battle, but it is one well worth fighting for each and every day, both within ourselves and ultimately within our relationships. 
Now, speaking of relationships, what is really up with marriage? <laughs> the Bible says that God performed the very first marriage on the sixth day of creation week. God created man in his own image. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth. And you can find that in the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verses 27 to 28. Marriage is actually a basic social institution that has been around for as far back as we have historical records, either in secular sources or in the Bible, although it has taken different forms at different times and in different cultures. Marriage is a key event in any person's life. It is the time when one starts truly to assume this very true this is very true various kinds of responsibilities and gradually to complete various kinds of missions people harbor many illusions about marriage before they experience it themselves and all of these illusions are quite beautiful women imagine that their other halves will be <laughs> prince charming and men imagine that they will marry Cinderella, <laughs> Snow White, <laughs> Belle. <laughs> These fantasies go to show that every person has certain requirements for marriage, their own set of demands and standards. Though in this evil age, people are constantly bombarded with distorted messages about marriage, which create even more additional requirements and give people all sorts of baggage and strange attitudes. Any person who has experienced marriage knows that no matter how one understands it, no matter what one's attitude toward it is, marriage is not a matter of individual choice. Raise the roof! <laughs> one encounters many people in one's life, but no one knows who will become one's partner in marriage. Tama. Though everyone, we have our own ideas and personal stances on the subject of marriage, no one can foresee who will truly, finally become their other half and one's own ideas on the matter count for little. After meeting someone you like, you can pursue that person. But whether they are interested in you, whether they are able to become your partner, that is not yours to decide. The object of your affections is not necessarily the person with whom you will be able to share your life. And meanwhile, someone you never expected may quietly enter your life and become your partner. The most important element in your fate, your other half, to whom your fate is inextricably bound. And so, there are millions of marriages in the world. Each and every one is different. Right? So many marriages are unsatisfactory. So many are happy. So many span east and west. So many north and south. Tagalog, Bisaya, English, Spanish. So many are perfect matches. So many are of equal social rank. So many are happy and harmonious. 
so many painful and sorrowful, so many arouse the envy of others, so many are misunderstood and frowned upon, so many are full of joy, so many are awash with tears and bring despair. In these myriad types of marriage, humans reveal loyalty and lifelong commitment toward marriage. They reveal love, attachment, and inseparability, or resignation and incomprehension. Some betray their marriage or even feel hatred toward it. Whether marriage itself brings happiness or pain, everyone's mission in marriage is predestined by the Creator and will not change. This mission is something that everyone must complete. The fate of each person that lies behind if every marriage is unchanging, determined long in advance by the Creator. Now, how does God reveal your life partner? The voice of God basically will tell you who your partner is. God also reveals by His voice that is, of course, if you are used to hearing God when He speaks to your heart, He can just tell you the person when you meet Him or her. But after the voice, there will be confirmations through His word concerning what He told you. What are the factors also to consider in choosing a lifetime partner? I have learned na merong lima, five factors to evaluate before choosing a life partner. First, your family history. Of course, here we are concerned with how connected a potential partner is to their family members and the quality of these relationships, especially with for for women. Especially kung papaano siya, you know, with his mother. Diba? Doon mo may kita eh kung papaano din siya as a husband. Well, past relationships, yun. It's important to discover also what kind of friendships someone has had or currently have. Ito, handling anger. Ano ba? Mayos ba yung anger management niya? Meron ba siyang anger management generosity ayan nalalapitan ba siya mga kaibigan niya or ng ibang tao and a full life how do we pray for the right life partner you can say so at this point at this point maybe i can share to you how would we ask for our life partner? We can say, I pray for the protection of God Almighty upon the life of my life partner. I pray that you will protect him or her by your power in the name of Jesus. For the scripture says, I will go before you and level up exalted places. I pray that every mountain in front of my husband or wife is made low in the name of Jesus. How do we pray for the man we love? 
Lord, bless me with a good thing in life. Acknowledge my pain with true love and bless me with all I need in my life. Protect my heart. Help me guard my heart so that it will find peace in the man it loves as he loves me back. Bless me with love and success. How do we pray for a good man? We can have ito mga steps na to. I've, I have found this in one of my notebooks nung college ako. And also, this is an incorporation of what I have received then from my um, friends. So, six steps to follow to pray for a good husband. First, of course, you write your paper prayer request on paper and then you list down you can list down the specific specific qualities and characteristics and, and then you can also number three sorry I'm, I was not counting <laughs> you ask others to pray for a husband for you Magnovena sila. Noven. <laughs> Yung buong barangay. <laughs> Magnovena. <laughs> Prayer request for every D group. <laughs> for every <laughs> um, prayer service. <laughs> Kasama yun. <laughs> Praying without ceasing. Ganun kasi dapat. And do not assume that the first man you meet is the right one and finally sur- surrender everything surrender everything to the Lord can I pray can we pray for our future husband of course we can pray for his peace everyone can use the peace of God in our lives pray that wherever your future husband is and whatever his circumstances are, that the peace of God rules in his heart. Nasa Book of Colossians, yan, chapter 3, verse 15. In his mind and in his situation. Yan. And I think I have shared a lot already <laughs> what else do I need to share <laughs> how do we ask God for a husband seeking guidance for a future husband would really require praying without ceasing we can maybe use this one you can tell the lord for always being good to us he takes control of everything so we can simply really ask for it we can maybe say lord god i come today to ask for a husband I know that when I come to you, you always answer. 
though in your perfect time give me wisdom and control my desires I have read last night yung tungkol sa paano ba kasi nag-start no, yung basically yung ano eh yung how did it start na yung marriage is really part no, of our adult life I've realized na aside from aside from I, I can say siguro na we really need to have a relationship first not as not siguro no not siguro but it is certain that for us to have the marriage that we are praying for the husband that we are praying for we have to establish first our relationship with Jesus Christ when I was in college someone approached me and I know she was about to start sharing her journey, her spiritual journey. And I was very grateful that I experienced that. She asked me, what is the most important relationship that I should have? Or, tingin ko, yun yung pinaka-importante sa buhay ko. Thinking about that, for a few minutes, I replied, Siguro pag nagkaroon na ako ng asawa. <laughs> she was a bit surprised by my response. She told me that although the relationship with the future husband is important, the most important is the one we have with Jesus Christ and then she continued to teach me that all our relationships or my relationships would be strengthened because of the personal relationship I have with Jesus Christ and I have never forgotten that lesson let me share let me share a verse. As I was recording this, I have thought about that question over the years and continue to have a better understanding of why a personal relationship with Christ is so very important. Jesus Christ himself thought in the book of John, chapter 14, verses 1 and 6, Let not your heart be troubled. 
If you have believed in God, believe also in me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. We live in a very fast-paced world where things are changing as well as challenging. Daming problema, daming nangyayari. Financial troubles, employment decisions, failing health, to name a few. The Lord told us not to be troubled, but to believe in God. By having faith in and a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, it allows us to have the proper relationship with our Heavenly Father. Our Heavenly Father loves us and desires that all His children return to live with Him again. It is through Jesus Christ that we are able to return to be with the Father. As for our relationships with others, the Lord taught that the first great commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. The second is to love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. That's in the book of Mark, chapter 12, verses 30 to 31. When I surrendered my life to Jesus seven years ago, I can say I have lived my life by those principles. Believing in God and His Son, Jesus Christ, trusting in the Lord and trying to love my neighbors and sharing my belief in Christ. My life has been blessed. few years ago while while returning from a work trip I sat next to next to a person with whom I had a pleasant discussion we talked about many things including religion I was not of her faith and before we parted she she asked if she could say a prayer for us my life was blessed by her prayer even though we just met she asked me if I'm already, if I was already married and I got the same response why? <laughs> bakit? bakit ka pa rin single? and yun nga and even though na first time namin magkakilala I really appreciate it na she prayed for me she even told me it's not your fault. 
For those who have taken on the name of Christ, might we all continue to believe in Jesus Christ, believe in God, and act in faith with goodwill to our neighbors. May we keep each other in our prayers and be true disciples of Jesus Christ. And for those who have helped me with my journey, from that person, from that woman whom I got to share my spiritual journey in college and during that work trip, to everyone. realized that life would really be blessed because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. More of the merry test, more of the merry test for the coming Sundays. We are not done yet. We are just starting. Thank you if you have stayed. I will see you next weekend. Good night. Bye.